0: Goblins and ghosts. That's my spooky voice, everyone. (laughs) And by the way, I was thinking of changing our theme song this time to the Monster Mash, but one, I think I might have already done that in Halloween's past. I don't like to repeat myself. And two, I don't know, there's a show debuting today that I would say 50% chance they're using the Monster Mash as their theme. More on that later, but. Didn't want to be too cliche, but anyway guys, happy Halloween edition of A High School Slumber Party. The podcast remains our friends look back at our teenage years through the lens of some iconic high school-centric films. I'm Brian Rodriguez, and the Halloween party's at my place this evening. But first, school's still in session, and we have some homework to chat about. This was your assignment, and I would like to see the results... So I think we've been in the Halloween spirit all month. So you should have been doing your Halloween homework up to now. And of course, Monday's episode was good Halloween homework. We talked The Lost Boys. What a fun movie. And we chatted with Dan Cologne and Johnny Mead. Check that episode out in our archive at cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. And of course, wherever you're listening to this podcast today, whether it be Google Podcasts, Apple Podcast, Spotify, or Stitcher. And while you're there, if applicable, please give us a five-star rating or write us a review. All that helps the algorithm for High School Slumber Party. The reviews, the ratings, and of course, how could I forget? Tell a friend on this Halloween Eve Eve about the magic and love and the glory and the power that makes High School Slumber Party the greatest high school podcast. This side of the Mississippi? I don't know, that sounds too cliche, that sounds stupid. I wish I thought of something spookier. I don't know. This side of the graveyard! Okay, I'll stop. (laughs) Today, we have an episode, of course, I promise you one, Monday and Friday, so I have to deliver, and today's a big one, today's an important film, and I really, really, really wanted to cover Hocus Pocus, because so many people talk about it, and honestly, I'd never really seen it front to back. But there was a problem with covering Hocus Pocus, at least a domestic problem for me, a problem in my own household. I was not allowed to cover Hocus Pocus unless my wife, Nicole DeLuise, was the guest. <laughs> Whoa, whoa, whoa. The bell doesn't dismiss you. I dismiss you. And trust me, I would just love to dismiss you right now, but we have an obligatory hocus pocus podcast to get to. And yes, my wife is the guest. I didn't want to be, you know, Tim Burton, Helena Bonham Carter all those years. I didn't want to be Leslie Mann to the Judd Apatow all those years. But this is something I have to do because. Yeah, just for my own sanity and my own living conditions is something I have to do. But honestly, Nicole loves this movie. This is probably her favorite movie, if not one of her favorite movies. One of her favorite movies I really don't like, Eat, Pray, Love. But, you know, we won't talk about that on this podcast. Not a high school film. Anyway. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, she'll have the passion. I promise you that. And... Uh, Frankly, I'm a little nervous. It's a little different when you're doing things so close to home. There's a lot of Brian Rodriguez's. You know, there's a Brian Rodriguez from High School Movie News. There's a Brian Rodriguez from High School Slumber Party. But there's also a Brian Rodriguez at home who's a little bit different. But I got to merge those two characters today. You don't care. You just want to hear the Hocus Pocus episode. I do have some other things I need to discuss before we get into Nicole's episode on Hocus Pocus. And yes, I'm calling it Nicole's episode. Let's see... Ah, yes, I wanted to throw a disclaimer ahead of this episode. In this episode, we mentioned that we traveled to Salem, Massachusetts recently. And I just want to clarify we did it as safe as possible. We all got tested ahead of time. We socially distanced while we were there. We wore masks every time we could and interacting with everyone. Uh, So traveling can be safe, but you gotta use all precautions, guys. Don't be irresponsible with it, especially this Halloween. I don't know if you're going to be out trick-or-treating or partying with your friends, but do it responsibly. Follow your local state protocols, please. Wear a mask. It's a great holiday to wear a mask, so do that when you're out and about, please. Stay safe. Limit the travel. I know that's very ironic from someone who, again, just came from Salem, but like I said, we try to be as safe as possible. You should try to be as safe as possible as well. Plus, you know, shout out to my healthcare heroes always. Nicole is the closest healthcare hero to me. She is a healthcare hero. She's a nurse. She was a nurse during the entire, you know, the heat of pandemic. We're still in the pandemic, but obviously things have gotten a little bit better here. Still, I know she's ready to go when things heat up again. Hopefully they don't, but, you know, she's prepared. She's doing it. So she deserves a little bit of fun, too. So this is kind of... I don't want to say a reward for that. That sounds so condescending. But this episode is definitely something that she's wanted to do for a while. And, yeah, she's going to get the chance to do it. <laughs> so on that note, pack your favorite Halloween jammies. Tell you mother they're sipping up Ryan's. Because we're about to get our party on. I leave you with Sarah Jessica Parker, or Sarah Sanderson, singing in this film. Dumb little children. I think the eeriest moment of the film. Class dismissed. That i never wanted to do and not because of the movie trust me we'll talk about the movie but since you've never listened to an episode of high school slumber party this is how you introduce yourself you say your name your high school your graduating class and the high school team name
1: hi i'm nicole i graduated in 2006 from dumont high school and we were the dumont huskies
0: and of course you are my wife and I don't like to mix business and pleasure. I don't like to mix school and, I don't know. Bit, what, again. One of them's business, one of them's pleasure. I'm not sure. But <laughs> so, yeah. But I knew I had to do this episode with you because I didn't want...
1: I would divorce you.
0: <laughs> I didn't want, uh, you know, just plain and simple, I didn't want to get yelled at or have a fight over it. So... Here is the obligatory Hocus Pocus episode, and it feels very appropriate because I feel like a lot of people are doing Hocus Pocus episodes. This movie has such a revival, and this is an important movie to you, and we'll discuss that here in its Halloween season. But of course, this is the first time that you're on High School Slumber Party, so I have to give you some obligatory questions. So Nicole, uh, Dumont High School... Wait, you said the, the Huskies? Yes. Okay, I wasn't sure. What was your high school experience like I don't know, obviously I know you very well, but for the listeners out there, what were you like in high school?
1: What was I like in high school? Well, I definitely wasn't popular, (laughs) but I don't think I was a dork either, so I guess I was just a happy medium of not being thrown into a locker and not being uh, the number one cheerleader on the squad.
0: Well, you weren't on the cheerleading squad, right?
1: No, I played soccer. Cool. Totally. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to talk about because I already know all these questions. Your
1: listeners don't know me.
0: Yeah, but I don't know. <laughs> I'm not going to pretend here. I don't lie to my listeners. I'm I'm very honest and accurate with them. So, I mean, when you were growing up, what was Halloween like for you? Trick or treating, the, the, all that jazz.
1: The <laughs> one thing I can remember about Halloween was in fifth grade, my mom allowed me to be a baby For Halloween. And it consisted of like a onesie and a pacifier and my hair like in pigtails or whatever. And then literally every year after that, she was like, you're going to be a baby because it's the easiest and cheapest thing to do. And granted, I now kind of agree with her because Halloween costumes are just absolutely ridiculously overpriced. So I guess she had a, you know, something going on. But
0: not if you accessorized properly no offense to any of you out there who are going to party city and buying the bag costume but you could put stuff together with things you have and have an interesting Halloween costume
1: yeah but the struggle is also just finding those cool things to make you stand out which is what's happening to me this year
0: and every year for me I always wait to the last minute on Halloween costumes and (laughs) I always thought growing up that you know kids dressed up and adults didn't I usually extended that, but I'm like, you know, I only have to figure out a costume for like a couple more years and that's it. Not that I didn't like uh, dressing up. I just figured adults didn't do it because growing up, adults didn't dress up unless it was some elaborate Halloween party. But then our generation, millennials, if you will, whatever you want to call them, I don't even know, but they just never stopped dressing up. (laughs) You know, the Halloween parties never stopped and never ended and Whatever it's fun, I'm all for it, I'm not against it, and you love Halloween too, maybe more than me.
1: I think I definitely love Halloween more than you do, but i I feel like ever since I became an adult, I kind of been working every Halloween, so it's taken the fun out of it.
0: but it's still a cool holiday, candy, tradition, all that jazz. I'm more of a thanksgiving guy, but Halloween is super cool and Now, this movie, Hocus Pocus, what is your history with Hocus Pocus? Uh, You know, it's obviously a very important movie to you. Uh, (laughs) I know that. I've known that. But tell everyone, I guess, what your history with Hocus Pocus is.
1: I don't even recall when I first saw it, but I feel like most of the movies of my, my childhood, I tend to like them more as I age because when you're an adult and you can understand that it might actually be more for adults than children, the movies tend to get a little bit better.
0: Uh, Yeah, I, I guess I could agree with that. But you're someone who, you know, you love Disney. You still watch Disney movies regularly. Disney Plus is your jam. So it's not, I don't think it's just that. Like, I think you also enjoy the kids ones as well.
1: Oh, yeah. I love all things disney and all kids stuff but i i guess it's just because it was stuff that i grew up on and you know just have taken a a liking to
0: i guess my history with hocus pocus is i'd never really seen it front to back it was never a movie that played a lot in my household it's a movie that i don't know we were actually just talking about this recently. You and I, along with a cousin of mine, uh, Stephen, and his wife, Christina, along with some friends as well, went up to Salem for a nice little uh, socially distanced and safe trip. And, you know, luckily we were able to avoid the crowds because we went on a Sunday. Of course, this movie takes place in, in Salem, filmed in Salem. And the girls on the trip were going crazy over Hocus Pocus stuff, including yourself.
1: I know. I had to go to Walmart and get a Hocus Pocus t-shirt because I'm a fangirl.
0: <laughs> yeah, but the guys were like, did you watch this movie? And I was like, no, you know?
1: But I also think that when we were kids, more things were, this is for girls well, and this is for Well, that's boys. what I was going to
0: say. And like that's what I kind of figured out or we kind of figured out up there. Uh, Now, I feel like kids' movies are just kids' movies, right? Like, Frozen has things for everyone. And I think, like, The Lion King, to an extent, did, too. But they also made these that were like, oh, this is a girls' movie, this is a boys' movie. Which is really dumb. Because this movie, I think, has elements for both. But I think mostly girls watched Hocus Pocus, and guys didn't. And I know that's not a general rule. I know there's going to be some guys out there who love Hocus Pocus, and I'm not saying that. But, like, I have no nostalgia for this movie because I wasn't watching this movie. Well, but I, I guess know
1: growing up with two other boys in the house, um, it was quite clear your mom wasn't gonna be renting Hocus Pocus I mean, and but Blockbuster.
0: I don't think that's fair, but I it's you're right. You know, nineteen ninety-three, I was like five years old and we weren't watching Hocus Pocus. But Hocus Pocus is one of these interesting things that like now it has such a positive reputation and such a following. When we were in Salem, the house that uh I guess the that the kids move into or the the boy, I don't even know these characters' names, but the boy, Max, yeah, the denizens move into, that's just like somebody's home. It's not like a museum or anything. And
1: It was actually quite interesting going there, because I almost felt a little bit like a criminal, because you're technically not supposed to go on their property, so we're taking pictures from, you know, on the street, and meanwhile there's cars trying to drive by, (laughs) And I was just like, let's go. <laughs>
0: and, and you weren't the only one. Everyone was taking pictures of this house, and it's just a private home. And there's neighbors like sitting on their lawn chairs, like complaining and just laughing. And I, they must have to do this every Halloween. I'm pretty sure, though, this was not like this in the 90s or even the early 2000s. I think this Hocus Pocus revival in the last 10 years has. Changed Salem a bit because when you go there, yes, they talk about the Salem witch trials, yes, they talk about all the spooky things that happened there. We had a fun time on, on ghost tours and all that. But one of the main things that every tour guide is telling you about is Hocus Pocus.
1: Yeah, every house that we would stop at, they would say if it was Hocus Pocus or not. And going just really quickly back to the house that the denizens move into, I don't know if you noticed, but there was actually people sitting in like the living room area staring at all of us taking pictures of the house
0: yeah i mean i think you just buy that house and maybe you knew about it maybe you don't but at this point you just gotta accept it people watch you taking pictures of your house it is a very unique home it's on the water which they do show in this film i realized that it is on the water, but it's not that's not like a big part of it. It's a beautiful home, an old home. But also, you know, a lot of other Hocus Pocus things are in the town of Salem here, and we'll definitely talk about it. But this is a movie, again, that this is probably my first watch front to back, but I've probably seen the first 10, 15 minutes of this movie a hundred times. I don't know why it was on TV a lot, but I would just change the channel. Or was it played at Halloween parties in the background, and I wasn't paying attention. One of my other theories that Hocus Pocus has gotten so popular was now we have like Disney Channel, which we did back then, but it wasn't as like this. Or or in Freeform, which was, you know, ABC Family or Fox Family growing up. And what do they have? The 31 Days of Halloween? Yes. Where they show all these movies, all these Halloween movies, but they're not scary Halloween movies. They're more fun halloween movies with a light scare but i don't think a lot of these movies existed in
1: 1993 no i mean when did nightmare before christmas come out
0: a little bit after but that's definitely in the genre but nightmare before christmas has the same kind of following
1: yes (laughs) i am one of those fangirls
0: but exactly right like these are the first time like family halloween films started to come to be because i think before that it was a lot more like horror halloween films
1: I definitely have seen more horror than you. Growing up, I used to watch horror films more frequently than I do now, which reminds me, you haven't spun the wheel yet.
0: Yes. In a while. <laughs> uh, I've told a couple people about this, but not on High School Slumber Party, but you and I are so lost when it comes to, well, anyone who listens to this show knows I'm lost when it comes to horror films in general, but especially horror films that came out in the last, uh, like, 10 years. So we have a wheel that we it's a computer wheel you know it's on the internet that we spin and we watch modern horror films and we've had a blast doing it and did you know a little trivia about us on our first date we watched a horror film
1: oh god i don't even remember this i'm
0: trying to look up the name <laughs> of it now it was very forgettable
1: so obviously
0: did I'm we see find it in it theaters in. yes we went to the theater by the way the place we went to our first date before the movies just closed Cuban pete's closed forever. Really? They violated COVID uh, violations five times.
1: Wow. So not only did they violate um, liquor laws <laughs> in the past, they're just major violators of everything. Sorry yeah. to the owners because it was really good food.
0: It was. What movie did we see on our first date? It had Bradley Cooper and it was a horror film. So what year was that? I don't even know.
1: 2010.
0: 2010?
1: Are you mistaking me for another girl? No. <laughs>
0: Maybe it wasn't Bradley Cooper then. I'm trying to think. Are you sure it wasn't this film Case 39, Renee Zellweger?
1: I mean, it could have been. What are the reviews? Terrible?
0: (laughs) Who knows? I don't know. I'll try to figure this out. But we saw some unknown horror film that we really didn't care about. Uh, (laughs) But yes, uh, we're not big horror people. I think, again, you like it a little bit more than me. But these family kind of... Halloween films are a big deal. I, again, I I don't think they were making a lot of them now, and I also think that if Disney was doing, remember Disney Channel original movies?
1: I mean, I loved Disney films growing up, but I was never really like a Disney like channel fan. Well, I love
0: Disney Channel, but you remember they used to have like High School Musical for example, is a Disney Channel original movie.
1: That's true. They used to
0: have those kind of films. Yeah, and I think that if this they were doing that in 1993. That this might have been that, you know?
1: straight to TV.
0: Or, Or, yeah, because there's no diss in being a Disney Channel original film. Disney Channel original movies kind of predate streaming movies now, so... Uh, and there's some great Halloween ones like that people should check out. Halloween Town is a huge one that people love. I think there's three or four Halloween towns. Or Under Wraps was one I saw. It was like a mummy that went to their school. Uh, <laughs> there was silly stuff, but this is kind of up that alley. But who knows? Regardless, it was popular at the time, but it really got popular on the VHS market and just playing it over and over again on the disney channel and on abc family and now in free form
1: i mean before we got disney plus i was like you know what i don't want to wait until halloween to see it again on tv so i bought it on our amazon prime oh my god so we have it in multiple areas
0: (laughs) but yeah guys if you're not familiar with hocus pocus you can check it out on on Not on our Amazon Prime, that's what I was going to say, but on uh, on Disney Plus or on TV. If you have cable, it's on TV a lot. But, of course, every week I read the back of the VHS, back of the DVD. If for some reason you are not familiar with Hocus Pocus and you're tuning in today, here goes. You're in for a devil of a time when three outlandish wild witches return from 17th century Salem after they're accidentally conjured up by some unsuspecting pranksters. It's a night full of zany fun and comic chaos once the tricky 300-year-old trio sets out to cast a spell on the town and reclaim their youth. But first, they must get their act together and outwit three kids and a talking cat. Oh, wow. (laughs) Loaded with bewitching laughs, Hocus Pocus is an outrageously wild comedy that's sure to entertain everyone. See, I I don't think that's a great description. Like, is it funny? Sure, I don't consider it a comedy.
1: Yeah, it's it's pretty bland, but I mean, when I think you had said I put a spell on you, the song automatically came into my head, and I just wanted to start singing, but I knew that I I can't start singing when you're reading the back of the the DVD. <laughs>
0: Which song is that? Is that the one that Bette Midler sings? Yeah, when okay. they go to the town Because there's two real songs. There's the Bette Midler one, and there's a Sarah Jessica Parker one later. But yeah, I mean, speaking of that, let's talk about the film a little bit more. Production-wise, I mentioned High School Musical earlier. The director of this, Kenny Ortega, is the director of High School Musical. One of the most famous people in Hollywood history. Yes, because of his directing, but also his choreography. Kenny Ortega is amazing. Latin director. He just brings magic to so many things. But if you're curious about his choreography work, like he really made his bones there. He choreographed St. Elmo's Fire, which I talk about a lot. Pretty in Pink, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and Dirty Dancing, he all choreographed. So, big deal for this podcast. But finally, we get a Kenny Ortega-directed film. Yeah, so he really brings an awesome energy to this, and you could tell, like, you know, Disney loves this guy, obviously, and for good reason. He makes the money. He will later. So, you know, I was happy to see. I didn't realize Kenny Ortega-directed this until recently, so it was interesting and good to know for sure. In terms of the cast, definitely want to get into this. So, growing up, Since I didn't see much of this movie, I didn't know much about it. I just knew the witches because that VHS and blockbuster and stuff, that was like very iconic, just seeing the three of them. And of course, Winifred, Winnie Sanderson, the main witch, if you will, is played by Bette Midler, more known for her singing than her acting. Yeah, what what were your thoughts on Bette Midler playing Winnie?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think she was amazing. I mean like you said she's known for her singing but I think she really pulled it through with the acting part um in this film growing up she wasn't my favorite um and neither was Mary the uh, the other of which my favorite was actually Sarah Jessica Parker but now as a grown up I'm like looking at the three of them and I'm like shit I'm more like Mary
0: <laughs> well <laughs> <laughs> In regards to Winnie and Bette Midler, though, I don't want to. I don't want people to get mad at me. Of course, Bette Midler is a great actor, mostly known for her Broadway work, and she's been in a ton of stuff like Beaches and First Wives Club and things like that. But you know, I know her more for her singing and I I think a lot of people do as well. But she's just, she's won awards almost, and I don't think she, no, she doesn't have an Oscar, but she has Golden Globes, Grammys, Tonys, Emmys, so she more than qualifies to lead a film, not saying that. And I've seen people online being like, wow, this cast is very interesting in terms of the witches, but they weren't going for A-listers here, guys. This was a Disney live-action film in 1993 when animation started to really pick up for them. So like don't expect, you know, people like oh, if they're gonna remake it, who should they remake it with? No, what I like about this movie is they just cast people who they thought would be perfect for the role. Originally, Cloris Leachman was someone who they were gonna uh pick for Winnie, but they settled on Bette Midler, and I think it's a great choice. She has that look. Oof, those teeth. You know? oh,
1: those buck teeth. Yeah, and just like the pursing of her lips are just like so perfect. Ugh. Even like her little mannerisms i actually i can see myself as her too because like when they're like oh let's form the calming circle and she's just like i am calm and i'm like that is me
0: (laughs) (laughs) she's so good to me as the lead here she has said that this is the most fun she's ever had filming this and apparently her role in another disney film oliver and company the two things she said she had the most fun with. And you could tell here that she's just having fun with this character. Like, there's no pressure. There's nothing. I mean, I, I know it's not easy, I'm saying, to, to be this witch character. She's all in. I'm not saying she's mailing it in. But you can tell she's just having so much fun. All three of them are having so much fun. And of course, you mentioned Sarah before, Sarah Sanderson, the, the pretty sister, uh played <laughs> by Sarah Jessica Parker. And of course, you know, people have their opinions on Sarah Jessica Parker. Mostly known these days, well not really these days, but I guess for like her Sex in the City fame. This is pre-Sex in the City. But she was doing a bunch of the stuff at the time. But
1: she started as a Broadway actress, I think.
0: She was doing Broadway, she was doing TV. I don't think she was maybe a household name in 1993. I think a lot of people, of course, knew her and knew of her. But I don't know if she was the Sarah Jessica Parker we see us today. She's pretty young here as well. But yeah, I thought she was great, actually, as Sarah Sanderson.
1: She was the comedic relief, I think. I mean, she was like the I don't want to say dumb sister because like she did bring in all the children and did really help them out a lot. But she was
0: ditzy. She, yeah, she was, was definitely like a ditzy blonde. Ditzy
1: blonde. There were a lot of stereotypes in this film. I mean, like of course Mary, the fat sister, she was like, "Oh, I smell children," and then she was like, "I'm hungry all the time." I wasn't and thinking about that, that. The the blonde sister is the ditzy sister, and I mean, there wasn't really anything with Winifred, I guess, but
0: yeah I don't think it was that bad though it's still very Disney. This is a very like p g movie for sure with with some exceptions with some you know?
1: exceptions like when Sarah's sitting on the bus driver's lap and
0: <laughs> but, i mean that's not it's still like somewhat innocent
1: It's innocent but really <laughs>
0: it's it's funny i don't know and again you've mentioned mary kathy najimi plays mary she is amazing i think she's so good oh i forgot to mention quickly with sarah apparently j-lo auditioned to play sarah <laughs> that would have been interesting I, honestly i think she would have done good
1: she probably would have done good but i feel like she would j-lo has a very strong personality so i feel But like... at the
0: time it's 93
1: i know but i just can't see her playing like a ditzy character i know that she did that like with Maid in manhattan i think or like one of those silly she was also like
0: italian in that which makes no sense yeah
1: i mean but looking back on this film and i don't want to point like anything out in a, a negative way there was really no people of color in this film well yeah
0: j-lo would have added to that it would have added a little diversity to the film um yeah no but it's a pre- it's a pretty white film <laughs> to be honest <laughs> with you everyone's very white but we're go- excited i'm not brushing that aside but i kind of am it's a pretty sanitized film it's a pretty innocent film the only people of color i honestly saw in the movie were at the like some party scenes in the background you know
1: i mean we don't know what color billy the um butcherson guy was
0: billy who's billy butcherson he was the guy that, oh uh, the okay yeah but i'm pretty sure but since, i'm pretty sure he's white since he's a colonial man i'm yeah. pretty sure he's white but <laughs> who knows
1: probably but i mean yeah it was pretty bland color wise
0: <laughs> uh so you know back to mary and kathy najimi She's she's great. She's so funny in everything she does. I remember her from like Rat Race or, or Sister Act. But the person originally apparently offered the role was Rosie O'Donnell.
1: Oh, God. That would have been terrible.
0: <laughs> I mean, I like Rosie. I could see it, but I think... I think the 3 they ended up casting are so iconic now that it's hard to picture other people really doing those roles. Yeah, maybe
1: that's why I'm just not seeing it, but I mean, those 3, I mean, when you think hocus pocus, that picture of them in front of the moon automatically pops into my Yeah. pops into my head
0: absolutely just some of the other people in this cast not a big cast overall because even look kathy najimi probably not a household name sash jessica parker is a household name now certainly bet midler was a household name at the time and still is today but again not like someone who's bringing people to the theater at the time in 1993 speaking of the theater you know what's funny this movie did not come out in october or halloween this came out like over the summer
1: that's weird
0: that's really weird that's so silly i don't know why. i feel like
1: they probably would have made a lot more money and i'm sure that they made a lot of money but by bringing it out towards october
0: who knows but like let's see what was their they... motive <laughs> i don't know i i honestly don't know um it was done for 28 million and made 44 million so they didn't make that much money but i'm pretty sure they've made their money back
1: um yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> i mean more of that obviously they made their money back but i think they've made more since then yeah
1: i hope those kids that were in it because i don't think they really did anything after this? or Some did. Some did. Maybe I've seen some of their stuff, but I hope they got some good royalties coming to them.
0: (laughs) Omri Katz actually played Max Dennison, the teenager from California. I did not like this guy when I started the movie. I liked him a lot more later, but at the beginning of the movie, he's like wearing tie-dye shirts and he's like...
1: I love tie-dye.
0: Whatever. It's gross. (laughs) I'm from California, bro. It's like, sorry.
1: I love when he has to take his sister trick-or-treating and he puts on sunglasses and and a hat. And the dad's like, what are you for Halloween? And he's like, I'm a rap singer. And (laughs) I was just like, oh God.
0: (laughs) So 93. (laughs) Uh, Just a really quick note on him that Leonardo DiCaprio was offered this role and turned it down. Oh my God. To to make What's Eating Gilbert Grape.
1: Oh, I love What's Eating Gilbert Grape. (laughs) Okay, I approve. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
0: <laughs> and this kid, I did recognize him There used to be this show called Eerie Indiana And he was like in that show It was a pretty obscure show uh, our, our good friend Dow was actually a fan of that show But someone else I want to talk about Is is his sister, Danny Dennison, Is played by Thora Birch Who we've talked about a lot on here We talked about her for Ghost World Which was, you know, an episode I really enjoyed But she was in a ton of stuff when she was young I'm not so sure what she's been doing these days to be honest with you apparently she was on like a a most more recent season of the walking dead whatever she's also in american beauty so she had somewhat of a career and i like thora birch and honestly she really stands out to be in this movie i think she's great
1: she was adorable in this movie and that red sweater with the suns on it i really want that sweater (laughs) so if we can find it on like etsy or something I will definitely wear that on an every day, not even for Halloween.
0: <laughs> uh, so Vanessa Shaw played Allison, who is like you know Max's crush, the girl in the movie, if you will. I'd actually recognized her from a couple things as well. Uh, she was in that film Forty Days and Forty Nights with Josh Hartnett. So <laughs> if anyone's ever seen that one, but she's in, she's been in a couple stuff too. But other people I wanted to mention, and I thought it was this guy, but Charlie Rocket or Charles Rocket, as he's credited as plays the dad and he's very famous he's in dumb and dumber
1: oh okay
0: but he's also like a famous snl guy because he was hired on snl he everyone thought he was gonna be a superstar and then i think he said like the f word on live tv and was fired from snl so (laughs) charlie rocket
1: i feel like nowadays you wouldn't get fired for something like
0: you can't just disregard that word i don't know if you'd be fired but you'd be suspended I've,
1: uh, yeah i feel like you would have to like write like a, an apology or something maybe i feel like they were more like hush hush about certain things yeah, but now then. they're
0: even more sensitive about other things so true so a couple other people i want to mention quick now i don't know if you noticed this but thackeray Banks. yeah thackeray Banks, but when he's a boy He's a boy who turns into a cat.
1: Okay, he was definitely the hotter of the two boys growing up.
0: And did you know that that's not his voice? They dubbed him? They dubbed him. And I could kind of tell. They dubbed him so that they could have... Well, apparently he was Australian and they didn't think it would sound right. But also they wanted a voice actor to play the cat. You know what I mean? Because, no, voice acting and people acting is, is different. Obviously, I know I sound like an idiot saying that, but when you watch your favorite cartoons or when you watch them as a kid, they weren't played by kids, they were played by adults. So they wanted uh, a voice actor to do the cat, so they figured out, oh, we'll just dub the kid. And that voice actor, I don't know if he sounds familiar to you high school slumber party listeners, but you'll remember my cousin Pumpkin, right? What, what a good time for him, Halloween season, but it is related. He's getting a Goofy Movie Tattoo. And the voice of Thackeray is actually the voice of Max in a Goofy movie.
1: Oh, really? J-
0: Jason Marsden, And they sound the same if you listen back to it. He's doing like a more colonial voice, but it's like yeah. Max doing a colonial voice, which is great. W- what great synergy. Films around the same time, probably in the Disney Rolodex, you know? <laughs> oh, and that cat, the same animatronic cat, was used a couple years later for the TGIF show, Sabrina the Teenage, which... And the cat was named Salem in that show. Oh, apparently it's the same cat. Wow! Disney reusing their animatronic cats.
1: That was a Disney. I thought it was a Nickelodeon.
0: No, no, no. no. Clarissa explains it all. Melissa Joan Hart. Oh, was on Nickelodeon. Oh my god! Sabrina the Teenage Witch.
1: Sorry, guys. Rookie mistake.
0: (laughs) Sabrina (laughs) the Teenage Witch was on TGIF, which was on ABC, which is owned by Disney, so kind of produced by Disney. They use the same cat. The cat was on the Disney lot. Wow. And two other people I want to mention are uncredited, but this man plays the devil and his sister plays his (laughs) wife.
1: They're uncredited?
0: Yeah, but I I get why, because probably they didn't want to, you know. When people make these cameos, they're often uncredited, and Gary Marshall plays the devil. I don't know if you're familiar with Gary Marshall.
1: I mean, I probably heard of him. But But you should
0: be, because Gary Marshall is the architect of so many things you enjoy. You should know Gary Marshall, Nicole. People listening right now is like, oh, my God, she doesn't know Gary Marshall. He's not really an actor. He's a writer-director. So, Gary Marshall, let's see what you like. He directed Pretty Women. He directed Runaway Bride. He directed one of your favorite movies, New Year's Eve. No, I'm kidding. But he directed Princess Diaries. He's done a lot of great stuff.
1: I mean, granted, I'm not a big fan buff of like who directs things or who produces things i just simply really enjoy watching movies and
0: well you like a lot of those movies he also did beaches with bet midler so (laughs) and then penny marshall is his sister medusa Yes, Medusa. But she's most famous in my mind. I mean, she's done a ton of stuff too. But she directed *A League of Their Own* and, and some. Oh, one of the movies you really like, *Riding in Cars with Boys*. She directed. Oh, I do like that. <laughs> but she also I'm
1: a big Drew fan.
0: Yes, you are a big Drew fan. But she also I love you,
1: Drew Barrymore.
0: She's also Laverne from *Laverne and Shirley*. Yeah. So that's how she's famous as well. So the two of them, brother and sister, play husband and wife, which is kind of weird. But that couple's great. I love that couple.
1: <laughs> you would like that couple
0: alright so let's talk about the movie then let's talk about things here you have a lot of pressure on you because this is a popular film that people want to hear about want to hear your opinion and we open up in, in a place that we saw in Salem uh, some Salem village mock-up yes, that they built in the park it
1: was the um, Puritan village which was really cool visiting I honestly didn't think you were able to visit it because I thought that They just built that as a set for Hocus Pocus.
0: I don't think they built that just as a set, but they certainly filmed there. Maybe they did. But
1: um, it's called, in real life, it's called the Pioneer Village. And it's supposed to imitate Salem in uh, 1630.
0: Wow. Well, I say wow, but I was there. (laughs) Not in 1630. I'm not a witch. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so we open up there in the scene from the past and the Sanderson sisters... It's during the Salem witch trials, but you know, learning about the Salem witch trials is obviously not based on a true story, guys. And I don't even mean like, oh, yes, I I know that it's not based on a true story. Like this didn't happen in 1993 in Salem, but also like the Sanderson sisters were not a real thing in the Salem witch trials.
1: They weren't. But when I was rewatching this, I think they mentioned in the film the putnams as was well. wasn't the putnams one of the people yeah the
0: putnams john proctor
1: yeah <laughs> so i mean i guess they did bring in a little bit of it
0: oh for sure they didn't like pull it out of their ass or anything like that but uh and then they're like legit witches it's not like oh people who are mistaken for witches like in, in real life
1: poor Tichuba.
0: or yeah no Tichuba in this Watch The Crucible for, for a different Referent. telling of this story <laughs> if you if you want that. But I do like when they go in the past because like, they're really ugly in their like, original states.
1: Oh, well, they were old. They needed children.
0: Yeah, no, I get why. But I was like, wait, is this what they look like the entire time? I don't remember this. No. The big deal here is that they need kids to... Uh, what? To...
1: To become younger.
0: To become younger and younger and younger and survive, 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 whatever. Cute little story that they mention a million times, by the way. I'm surprised I don't like know it by heart because this is a movie, again, not to criticize because I know you guys love it out there, but this is a movie where they say like the exposition a lot. Um, but I like seeing this back in time because we, we got to see the cat before he became a cat. We got to see, I was a little confused, that little girl was his girlfriend or his sister?
1: It was his sister, Emily. Uh,
0: Okay, because I was confused because later on in the film, he's like, oh, I lost my Emily. Don't lose your girlfriend to the kid.
1: No, he said, don't lose your sister.
0: Oh, I thought he was talking about his girlfriend. I was like, this is weird. (laughs) No, he
1: was... (laughs) Jesus. No, he was saying how important, you know, the brother and sister were. I, I would say probably any family member that having that relationship is very important and that you don't want to lose her because he he meant it for danny not for the girlfriend
0: so what do you think of the overall early salem scenes before we get into our cool high school moments
1: um i liked it because i i i mean now especially looking back and saying like oh my god i was there but i think That the later on parts of the movie are a little bit better than the Puritan Salem village.
0: This part reminded me of another Disney film I saw of the era, Tuck Everlasting. Have you seen that one? Love that movie. (laughs) But like, this is when Disney was making those like live action movies, kind of like this. So, I don't know. That's what I thought about here. But I do like when we move... This is what I remembered most about this film. When we move into modern times and they're in school and that teacher's telling them about the Sanderson sisters and the legend of it. You know, we, we had just seen them getting hanged and they're kind of making jokes about it. Winifred Sanderson.
1: Yes? I will ask thee one final time.
0: Yes? What hast thou done with my son, Thackeray?
1: Thackeray. Mm-hmm. Answer me! Well, I don't know. That's got my tongue! <laughs> 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 this,
0: is, this is terribly uncomfortable. Sisters, Sing! Ah! Uh, 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 I a sign with the current fire. and spin upon the twelve. Don't table. listen! Over your ears! Listen to them not! Uh. Godly book speaks to you, when All Hallows Eve and the moon is
1: around, a virgin will summon us from under the ground.
0: (laughs) We shall be back, and the lives of all the children shall be back. But they had already, they had already done their thing, right? Like they had already technically killed the girl and become. Well, that's
1: why they were they were hanged.
0: Yeah, because they were immortal, which I thought was interesting. To see a hanging in a, in a Disney movie. I mean, you don't see them drop or anything like that. Yeah,
1: you just see their feet. <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty morbid. Yes,
0: yes. Uh, so they they're technically living forever, but like only in spirit. They need to be awoken by the black candle or the black yes. flame. The black flame.
1: And it needs to be lit by a virgin.
0: Yeah, that's weird. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of the virgins, in high school, we, we see the teacher teaching the scene and everyone in Salem is like all in on Halloween, except the new kid in the tie-dye. And he's like, I don't believe in Halloween. Or
1: I know. <laughs> Anderson's sisters were hanged by the Salem town folk. Now there are those who say that on Halloween night, a black still guards the old Sanderson house, warning off any
0: who might make the witches come back to life.
1: (laughs) 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 Sweet break. Aha. We seem to have a skeptic in our midst. Mr. Dennison, would you care to share your California laid-back tie-dye point of view? (laughs) Okay. Granted that, uh, you guys here in Salem are all into these, uh, black cats and witches and stuff.
0: Stuff? Fine. But everyone here knows that Halloween was invented by the candy companies. it's a conspiracy.
1: It just so happens that Halloween is based on the ancient feast called All Hallows' Eve. (laughs) It's the one night of the year where the spirits of the dead can return to Earth. Well said, Allison.
0: In case Jimi Hendrix shows up tonight, here's my number.
1: He's like, it's made up by I think he's he the, the candy company. Yeah, it's a
0: conspiracy <laughs> with the candy companies, and I love how everyone's like, "What? Come on! It's a, it's so silly."
1: This is where you start to see him kind of like falling for Allison.
0: Falling for he? I remember thinking again when I saw this part as a kid. What a ballsy little teenager! He's like, here's my number.
1: Like, would you do that?
0: No, I never did that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I love how the the guy who's just like fat chance behind him, and then like you never see that kid again.
0: No, he's a douche. <laughs> but, but, but the like this guy turns his whole little spiel into a line, like call me, and then he sees her outside, and she gives him the note back, and oh, burn! Every time I saw oh that, I was God. like, oh, burn!
1: And I love that jacket she's wearing.
0: I don't remember what jacket she was it's
1: wearing. It's a red jacket with fringe at the bottom. It's probably everything that you would hate. Tie-dye, fringe.
0: She's wearing a tie-dye jacket?
1: No, it's red. Oh. But it has fringe at the bottom. Oh, that's
0: fine. I, I like fringe. I do not like tie-dye.
1: Tie-dye is amazing.
0: No, it's not. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, early on... I I just really could I don't want to go scene by scene in this movie that's impossible and that's boring. But I do want to talk about these early moments because this is when we actually get high school and a little bit of like those elements and it's important to note with this movie it takes place within a 24-hour span.
1: Yeah, cuz it goes from I guess when they're in school till about when sunrise the next day.
0: When he goes home it's a little awkward to me, whatever, parents, whatever, but when he goes upstairs and starts like caressing, we'll say, the pillow. Yes, and it's but a...
1: you skipped a very important What did I part, skip? Where he gets his shoes taken away in the cemetery not... by those idiots.
0: <laughs> what did I say? I don't want to do every scene, I every know, scene. but that's so but important fine. because- if, if that scene mattered to you, if that scene was important to you by Ice and what was his name?
1: I don't even remember. He was so dumb.
0: You've seen this movie how many times? You don't even know their names? <laughs> Oh, it's Jay and Ice. Yeah, Jay and Ice. The bullies here. There's the blonde one, and then that doofus. He
1: he just reminds. Okay, the blonde one reminds me of like a Hanson brother, (laughs) (laughs) but that was like I guess the look in the '90s. But when he gets home and he's caressing the pillow and he's just like Allison, Allison, and then the one thing I took away from that was I really liked his bedspread. I know they were (gasps) freshener. Is this what this
0: show is going to be about?
1: Well, yeah, I'm going to like critique everything. I loved that bedspread. I mean, I don't think it was appropriate for like LA or even Salem. I would probably put that in like my rustic cottage somewhere, but I really liked it. But it was really funny when Danny surprises him. And then Yes,
0: he- yes, I, yes. But now you got me on these guys. Did you know that the blonde guy's in Stranger Things?
1: Shut up, really?
0: He's an agent.
1: Oh, well, that's probably why I don't know him.
0: This is what he looks like now.
1: Oh, he's pretty cute. The other guy kind of—I don't know why—he reminded me of Smash Mouth. Like (laughs) like Smash.
0: Yeah, the other guy looks like he could be in Smash Mouth. Smash (laughs) Mouth. You're right. So sorry. You were saying when uh, Thora Birch jumps out of there, and you know, it's—it's like a fake jump scare, but I kind of knew it was her at this point. This is like a famous scene, I think, and gross. I know. Not her, but like the the guy. Or
1: even uh, just like witnessing that as like a a younger sister. But she gets back at him for that later on.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, So yeah, I just wanted to mention some of those early scenes. So what other scenes early on really stuck out to you?
1: I think we were kind of discussing this earlier when they're trick-or-treating right before they go to allison's house yeah
0: yeah i mean i think this is like an interesting thing it's great seeing too bad this year it's probably not going to happen but it's great seeing all the kids trick-or-treating and the classic costumes and uh you know he he's forced to take his sister out trick-or-treating and like you said he's 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 a rap star (laughs) later he says he's something else a little eager she says
1: this is where I said that, you know, the Chewy commercials, like the granola bars, like, you know, little kids tend to say too much. So, like, that commercial was like, oh, you need to give them a Chewy so that they have something in their mouth so they don't talk a lot.
0: I don't know the commercial. You part. don't
1: know Did that commercial? We're going to watch it later. But um, she is confronted by Ice and Jay. <laughs> and they're like, hand over my candy. And it's like 10 bars, no licorice. And she's just like absolutely not. Just so happens I have my brother here. And they're like, oh yeah, who's your brother? And then the brother obviously shows up to her rescue and they're antagonizing him. And she's just like, just so you know, he happens to be a little leaguer. <laughs> and that is when I would be like, let's go. Because that's just like, why? <laughs>
0: but that was his costume?
1: No, he was still the rap star.
0: I thought she was saying his costume was as a little No, leaguer. she
1: was trying to like beef him up. So that they would be afraid. Oh, I
0: was confused. Gotcha. Who knows? <laughs> so,
1: um, you know, after that, they end up kind of like fighting a little bit. And then they run off and they head to Allison's house. Yeah, I wanted to
0: bring this up. So um we went there. That was, yeah, that was another place in Salem that we saw. We didn't get to go in. And Allison's family is really into Halloween. So he really blew it before by saying he wasn't into Halloween. And I feel like any guy today would making that conversation would be like, Oh, I love Halloween because everyone loves Halloween these days. It's, it's not cool anymore to be like, Oh, Halloween's lame. It's for kids. I remember growing up uh, trick-or-treating when I was really young, pretty young, I would say like, you know, maybe fifth grade trick-or-treating, but still like enough on my own, I guess, or not my own, but like with friends and going to someone's a house of a classmate. And being in full, like, costume and them, like, just not being in costume and giving us candy. And it's like, oh. (laughs) It was depressing. That's kind of sad. (laughs) On both ends. On both ends. But, yeah, going to Allison's house. I love that scene because apparently her family, uh, super into Halloween. I think they
1: they were dressed up like...
0: Like, like, I don't know, colonial.
1: Colonial people.
0: (laughs) It's like a ball. But whatever. They're having a good time. Seems like the adults in this town have a real good time. By the way, do we ever know why... Uh, The Denisons moved to Salem. Do they say why? From L.A.? They didn't. Weird. (laughs) And uh, yeah, this is when, what's her name, Allison? Mm -hmm. This is when they convince Allison to go on the little journey that starts the whole Hocus Pocus thing.
1: Yeah, she mentions that her mom used to run the uh, Sanderson house.
0: Yeah, as a museum. But creepy things were happening there. Not before Danny and her big mouth uh, mentions basically that... He has a crush on Allison, which Allison already knows Yes, they're out. Yes, he, that, uh,
1: he loves her yabos.
0: Yeah, he's like, oh, I, she's like, I could never wear a dress like that. I don't have yabos. I don't
1: have any. What do you call them, Max? Yabos? <laughs> I know like, I've never heard of call <laughs> called yabos. Until this movie. <laughs>
0: Max really likes yabos. <laughs> Maybe in California in 1993.
1: Maybe. We'll have to ask her California friends.
0: And basically, he's just doing this to mack it with her, right? He doesn't believe in Halloween. He's like, let's go to the Sanderson he's house. He's trying to be
1: a big shot.
0: Yeah, you and you and me and my little sister, and let's do what we're going to do here. And that's when, when they go to the house, the spell book, the cat, he's attacked by the cat, which we learn as, as an ally. But like an idiot, he's the virgin that lights the black flame i
1: know it's, at that point you can't even lie and say that you're not a virgin but that wasn't
0: even really like a big deal no it wasn't but, but like
1: they could have he could have like played it off but you know he, it was
0: uncomfortable that the to me the amount of times they were saying they were saying virgin in this you know <laughs> like it's a really big deal
1: it was a big for deal. a kids
0: movie it's like oh you're the virgin
1: oh my gosh i mean if you were five in 93 i was four so i didn't see this movie as a four-year-old
0: yeah, I mean, I just thought, like, okay, loser outing himself. But I thought it was clever when the Sanderson sisters returned in their big moment, how uh, he was like, what did they say? The burning rain of death, and it was a sprinkler, a sprinkler system. <laughs> and that's where you really see the chemistry and the fun and the acting between the Sanderson sisters, when they think they're, like, dying and stuff. Yeah. And that's really, like, the uh, essence of their comedy.
1: Yeah, and then they end up going outside of the house, and they think that... The street is—I forgot what they called it, but they—they they thought it was like a black river. Or oh like yeah, that. I like that. <laughs> and then you see, like Sarah Sanderson jumping on it, and she's like, "Ah, oh, it's a road!" Like,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then they get um, scared by the fire trucks because the fire alarm obviously went off. So yeah, they're, like
0: they're witch hunters. They're wearing yeah. black and they have axes. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. I love their adjustment to society, and that's again when uh, a little bit later on, when when they're first, they they're looking for kids to eat, obviously, and but they think they're like hobgoblins, the kids. Oh
1: yeah, they um, which is silly. Yeah, with the costumes on, um, and that's
0: when they that's when they meet their master, the devil, which the devil we, Medusa. which we just said is uh, you know the two of them were played by the marshals. That
1: was really funny. I I loved when uh, she was to the little Yorkie Sickem <laughs> And they were chased Ralph. out of the Yeah, they were chased out of the house. <laughs> it's cute.
0: So our good friend, someone who's been on this show, Autumn Ferrara, wrote on social media when I posted the, you know, little plug for this, like muck, amok, muck, <laughs> And that's what happened. That's what uh, Sarah Jessica Parker's character says. Yes. I'm like, oh I don't remember. <laughs>
1: wow, I hope I live up to uh to autumn on this show.
0: the next big scene i remember is that like for whatever reason they like we need to tell our parents what's going on so they look for them at that like wild party the town hall yes the town hall party
1: like what got into his mom to dress up as madonna
0: (laughs) i thought i think it was just a very funny joke for 1993 (laughs) but the mom's madonna the dad's dracula not matching costumes whatever they live their own life it's funny because at the dance they're not even like together. I
1: know. Like, what are <laughs> they? Just... They like don't know anybody in that town, and they just separate. Like, they're swingers. They're, I they're guess. Salem swingers. <laughs> Who knows? I mean, we actually saw the town hall in in Salem, and uh, apparently, you can actually host weddings there, which was pretty cool.
0: Yeah, I don't know if that that was filmed there because a lot of this, again, the outsides was filmed in Salem, but most of the insides were filmed in L.A.
1: Yeah, I'm sure.
0: If I don't remember this later, I did want to mention because you know I'm a big Friends fan. Later on, when they're kind of like celebrating their victory, they run past the fountain and they're really excited. It's the same fountain from the Friends intro. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's both. It's just like in California, like on on set. Somewhere. Wow. So wow. I thought that was funny. So next time you watch Hocus Pocus, look out for the friend's fountain because it's in there. But this dance again is wild. And I didn't look I know it's Disney. I did not know this movie had some musical numbers when the Sanderson sisters show up. Well, first of all, there's this cool band that's playing uh what song? Not not Bewitched.
1: No, he he was singing the song originally, I Put a Spell on You and then Bette Midler jumps in
0: okay so oh oh, that's how she knew the song
1: yeah she was listening to it because she followed them into the the town hall
0: i was wondering like how that because he was
1: like i put a spell on you yeah (laughs) (laughs) and then she just
0: she has a musical number
1: she did I put a spell on you And now you're mine Thank you, Max, for that marvelous introduction <laughs> I put a spell on you And now you're mine
0: <laughs> <laughs> You can't stop the things I do I ain't lying no! <laughs>
1: 300 years, right down to the day. Now the witch is back, and there's hell
0: to pay. <laughs> I just
1: <laughs> on you. Good joke. Happy Halloween. Thanks a lot. No, man, I'm and serious.
0: you got going to end your one shitting you day. All right.
1: Yeah, here, let's go, guys.
0: I guess if you have bed midler you want to use her for something yeah besides I mean, acting obviously you say hey if, if this lady can sing let's do it so what do you think uh, what do you think now today of this whole sanderson's song number
1: i mean it gets in your in your head I, <laughs> you just have to listen to it once and you're singing it the whole day but i i really liked that scene i was like wow you know what maybe we can go to like one of those cool like adult well, dance parties post-covid Post-COVID, yes. But maybe we could do that one of these days. Be cool parents.
0: We're not even parents.
1: Well, we are. To two beautiful dogs.
0: Dog parents. Which, <laughs> if you're a fan of High School's Lumber Party, you've definitely heard Henry in the background once or twice. <laughs> this movie's really short. It's like an hour and a half. Yeah. Question. She actually put a spell on them at that dance, right? She
1: did. She put a spell on them so that they would dance the entire night so they wouldn't notice their children missing. That,
0: that's a fun spell, otherwise known as the MDMA spell, <laughs> the, the festival spell, the, the, the electric daisy carnival spell.
1: Wow. Yikes. <laughs>
0: no 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 yes they, i mean that's a pretty fun spell to just be up Dancing all night partying all night. i
1: mean you definitely probably lose weight i mean at the end of the night when they actually did leave they were all sweaty
0: yeah but the problem is they're not home for their kids now it's all part of the plan but at some point the the girl gets the not the not the little girl allison, allison gets the idea to trap them somehow so they go to the high school which i love they call it's called jacob bailey high school it's not really a high school in salem but when when the witches are outside they're like what's this it smells like children it's like it's a prison for children <laughs> which is great
1: i mean yeah school sometimes felt like a prison
0: of course and i guess the plan is to trap them in the kiln burn the witches they're learning things along the way of how to stop witches one of them is like the salt and circle yeah. of salt you know the cat is telling them tricks basically like the they have I don't think we mentioned this, but they have the book. The witches need the book because they can't remember the spell. Once they get the spell, they can eat some children and live forever. So they bring the book to the high school, but it's really a trap. That They have like a a French tape in a kiln, and they trap him in there. And you know once they trap him in there, even though they're celebrating by the friend's fountain, and you think everything's okay, you know when they trap him in there. It's not over. We're only an hour into this film.
1: (laughs) Can't kill him off that easy.
0: Wait, wait, but there's one moment that i wanted to bring up r- that happens right after this that i was like come on
1: oh they're all like happy that they killed them and they're like oh you're now a part of our family to banks
0: yes yes so so they're they <laughs> talk to that the you say that? <laughs> b- binks and they say you're part of our family don't be sad but the, but the hippie guy from california here he goes him like he's talking that's what he, i thought he was talking about his girlfriend but i like guess it's his sister he's talking to his sister oh she died you know i'll miss her and the guy's like man it was a while ago let it go jesus christ have a little tact okay
1: i mean yeah even though it was 300 years ago he's been probably living with that guilt that he couldn't save his sister so just
0: say i'm sorry dude
1: be like oh have some empathy i'm
0: sorry bro but he's like no (laughs) he's like let it go but then it's very it is very cute with Thora Birch and the cat like you could live with us forever
1: i know she really did love banks she freaked out when the first time he they witnessed him dying, well, quote-unquote dying. Yes, he, he can't, can't die. die. Yeah,
0: He can't die. You know,
1: he was run over by the bus. But then they think that they're dead and they go home and they're all happy dandy. And one of the things that like kind of was like a little weird to me that now that it's a Disney movie is that they go home to an empty house, obviously, because the parents are not there. And then Allison and Max are just kind of like, laying up with each other but they don't
0: do anything they just fall asleep there
1: they don't but like i'm like thinking like you know my parents would kill me if i did that in high school
0: well that's why when she wakes up she's like my parents will kill me I don't. (laughs) so you're not wrong (laughs) but innocent he's still a virgin at the end of it we're to presume
1: yes obviously we don't know if
0: she is because she never lit the candle she's had old boyfriends and new boyfriends because he's the new boyfriend it's been a great 24 hours for max i don't know about great because people are Potentially dying, but it's been pretty good. <laughs> we'll put it that way. This is also around the same time when uh, we forgot to mention that the witches lose their broom as oh girls who God. are dressed like the Sanderson sisters, <laughs> like little girls, take them.
1: I know. I just love how like they hop on the brooms and they magically go off too. I thought it was always the, just the magic of the sisters that was. Um, Maybe once you the touch it, fight. it becomes magic
0: forever. Who knows?
1: I guess. But yeah, they end up losing their brooms, but then. They go back to their house and they grab some things that they can fly on. And um, I love Mary's because hers is a vacuum cleaner. Yeah,
0: well, it's a fun little comedy progression because they go into like the maintenance closet for what was the museum. And first it's Winifred and she, she gets a broom as yeah. well, but it's like a modern broom. Yeah. Then it's Sarah and it's a mop. A mop. <laughs> and then, of course, it's Mary with a vacuum, <laughs> which is great.
1: I, I love it. I, like I said before, like now as an adult, I love Mary. Like, <laughs> she's probably the funniest of them all.
0: Yeah, she has a lot of great physical comedy. But again, I was impressed with all of them, really, with their comedy. That's something that did impress me. And this is kind of when, if we didn't mention it, Like we knew the kiln wasn't going to kill them. Essentially, they just come back into the kiln and they're like, all right, let's do this. I thought this was the best part of the movie. The, like almost eerie, scary part of the movie. Because they're back to life. And they're just on their mission, you know, are good guys, almost have no idea. And Sarah Jessica Parker singing that song, like, Come Little Children. Yeah, which that was
1: freaky. Use thy voice, Sarah, fill the sky, bring the little brats to die. <laughs> Come little children.
0: like oh man so originally when they wrote this movie they wanted it to be a lot darker and then they kind of like disney-fied it and made it more of a kids movie this to me felt like a remnant of that darker thing like all while their parents are distracted at this big party all these kids are hypnotized and essentially going to report to the sanderson sisters from this like haunting song from sarah jessica parker yeah well again sarah not
1: well I know it's so weird that they (laughs) they named her Sarah Sanderson, and her name was Sarah Jessica Parker. I guess it was probably easy for her when she was like acting throughout the movie.
0: Yeah, and I'm sure the character was named Sarah before this because I know like with Tony Danza, they usually always named him Tony because it was easier for him (laughs) and things. That's sad,
1: (laughs) (laughs) but I actually really liked that scene, and not necessarily for like the part where like she's bringing the kids and everything but when she fl- when she's flying over Salem and you see like the city and like there was a lighthouse and you know we like seeing lighthouses and I was like have we ever seen that lighthouse I don't or is that an actual lighthouse in I don't know I wasn't paying
0: attention to, <laughs> to the lighthouses
1: <laughs> so she gra- she grabs all those children and they realize that after waking up and they go upstairs to find that Danny's missing and, like, the roof is blown off.
0: The roof is blown off what?
1: The house. Whose it house? Max's house.
0: Oh, I didn't notice it. Oh, yeah, it's not really the roof. It's, like, the way it is. Yeah. It's the top part the, of it. The, yeah. the top,
1: but, like, still.
0: It's not a big hole. I thought, like, all the roof was gone. I was like, I don't remember It was a pretty
1: decent hole.
0: I'll have to rewatch and see that. But, yeah, I know it was, like, a little crazy explosion.
1: And then they, ha- they realized that the job was not done, and that they have stolen Danny and the book this time.
0: Which is very much akin to that original scene at the beginning, where it is a little girl, and basically you're thinking, oh my god, this could happen again. Yeah. I wonder
1: if it uh, brought PTSD for Binks.
0: (laughs) I'm sure. I'm sure. Binks the cat here. (laughs) I I would have preferred to call him Thackeray, but they call him by his last name. But I guess Binks is more of a cat name, not Thackeray.
1: Yeah, I can't see Thackeray as a cat. Maybe a dog.
0: True, true. (laughs) You know, this is one of the final battles here, where they show up to the house and they trick them that it's day again. Again, with Max and his trickery.
1: I know. And he always has that freaking lighter. Like, he did it with the, the sprinkler system.
0: Yeah, he got it at the house. He got
1: it at the house. He, one, lit the candle with it, sprinkler system, and then... When they were running away from them at one point, he had taken the lighter down into, like, the crypts with him. And he's, like, shining it like it was some big old flashlight. going <laughs> I help him in the It's a magic lighter. I guess. Well.
0: Smoking is good, kids. No, I'm kidding. <gasps>
1: hashtag No, good. no. It's not
0: true. <laughs> um, <laughs> but then I lo- love, he, he gets in there and like, what are you doing here? And he's like, knowledge is power. Daylight savings time. I was like, wait, what? (laughs) And it's really funny because this Halloween is going is the daylight savings and it's one of the first times where it's the same day.
1: Yeah, I didn't realize I I mean, well I got an email from work saying, you know, it's daylight savings time. Well, I only
0: know it's around this time because and this is not the good one, right? Or is the good one.
1: It's not the good one. Wait, I don't know.
0: Fall back spring ahead. So it is the good one, right?
1: Yes. and Oh, it is the good one because you still get paid for the full amount of time if you're working d- during those times. Oh, wow. I mean, the whole thing's kind of stupid. We really don't really need to do this stuff anymore.
0: No, I like it because I like Ben Franklin and he invented it. But uh, we've hosted Halloween parties or Dia de los Muertos parties in the past. And we've hosted them on those days. So that's how I know it's around the same time. But I don't remember it happening, if I'm sure it has recently, on Halloween itself. It's usually like november 2nd or 3rd
1: well it's usually on the sunday so it's technically november 1st
0: yes okay i guess technically in the wee hours but uh, it is fun when you get that extra hour of partying
1: i mean the parents sure had an extra hour or hours of partying
0: it's not spring forward fall oh it is wait i don't know guys if we're wrong about this let me know which daylight savings is better.
1: i um think that we need to go back to high school (laughs) Since we don't know
0: that. I, I think this is pre-high school lesson. I don't know. We'll find out over the weekend. The thing is, I'm always asleep. Before it mattered because you had to switch the clocks back. You know, like literal analog clocks. Now your phone just tells you what the time is. So it's just I like, know. oh, I'm a little more tired. I'm a little less tired. Who knows? <laughs> um, <laughs> so what did you think of this whole final battle? Obviously, it's not daylight savings. He's just using the car lights, So it only buys them a little bit of time. And there's this whole like physical final battle that they're all having at the graveyard. What do you think of this whole thing?
1: It's a lot of fun, and I mean, we really didn't mention Billy a lot during this, so I'm gonna. Oh, okay. Peter. Let's let's go
0: back. Let's talk about Billy. Billy is apparently the ex boyfriend of Winnie who slept with Sarah.
1: Yeah, because Sarah's a fucking slut. Whoa,
0: whoa. We don't use that <laughs> language. We don't No, she's a little bit. She's more progressive than Winnie Fred for her time. We'll yes, put it that way.
1: Sorry cut cut
0: <laughs> no we'll, we can keep it in but we'll just more acknowledge our more proper words and say that she's more sexually liberated yes than Winifred, regardless she
1: obviously doesn't care about her sister and took her man she,
0: she likes boys she, she says it the entire time boys. so she likes the boys we <laughs> and and this guy what's his name again
1: billy billy well william butcherson I'm sure he was the butcher of like their little like circle of houses. Maybe,
0: but he's like a Frankenstein-like creature.
1: Well, he's mummified, I guess you would say. They bring him
0: back to life to help and he gets beheaded a ton in this movie. Yeah, gets to put his and head he back his, on.
1: he His his uh, fingers <laughs> chopped off by the same bus or no by the motorcycle. Oh, we didn't mention those people either.
0: We don't. Okay, we don't have to talk about every single element. <laughs> Everything
1: is good about this movie.
0: So yes, the motorcycle with the cop who's not really a the cop. cop. That's thing. weird when they tell him, like, oh, this is what's happening. It's, you're a virgin to, like, the kid. I know. But, yeah, Billy, I forgot about him. He's a yeah.
1: fun character. He is
0: fun because he ends up being a good guy because he's essentially, like, F those sisters.
1: Yeah, he, he, I mean, he really did not, like, Winifred for what she did to him. And with that being said, what she had done to him was that she basically, I guess, murdered him or...
0: She, yeah, but he cheated on. I'm not saying that's not justification for murder, but he cheated on her with her sister. sister.
1: I know it's pretty big, but she sewed his lips together with a dull needle, Oof. which sounds torturous. And I, I mean, I work in the medical field, but there's something about stitches and staples that still freaks me out to this day.
0: Understandable, understandable. Yeah, so Billy in this final battle. Uh, he's a cool character with a personality and everything. He I ends up helping how he, out. I
1: just he's holding Max in that chokehold and he takes the the knife and opens up his mouth again. And, I mean, he probably stinks no matter what. But then when he is talking and Max is like, do whatever you want, buddy, but just don't breathe on me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. It's funny.
1: Yeah. Um, that was a good good scene but he does help out a lot you know he puts danny in his grave to try to keep her away from the sanderson sisters who are still after her because winnie ends up having a lot of i guess angst for for danny for calling her ugly
0: (laughs) (laughs) yes yeah even though a lot of people call her ugly in this film
1: she just did not like that little witch well little child she's a witch in in the movie like dressed up as a a witch but um that little child calling her ugly
0: i really like danny's character here i know it's like a trope but i love these like streetwise kids in the film and i I thought she was great but yeah uh when they when we get to this moment um really they just have to run the clock out they just have to buy time because once it's the day they'll be okay yeah
1: as soon as the sun starts rising which is kind of Funny, because I feel like when I watch sunrises, they never really truly happened that quickly. I felt like the sun rose way, way quick quicker than it normally would. But I guess, like, obviously they need the sisters to die. Looking back at how they died, like, Winnie obviously... You know, she turns to stone and then the other sisters end up like just kind of like sparking into And then
0: she eventually turns into the same thing too, but she's temporarily stone. She's temporarily stone,
1: but I was like, wow, like that'd be like so cool if they just kind of like kept her there. And then how, I mean, how would you be able to explain that to the Salem people? Like, oh, did somebody just put this up in the middle of the night? (laughs) But I guess like they ended up just like sparking her off too.
0: They would probably use it for tourism because that's what they do with everything. I have to mention there too. Like Max is trying to be a hero here. He he takes the poison himself so yeah. that it won't go to the sister. Uh,
1: well, I guess he took Binx's advice.
0: What was Binx's advice? Be a cat.
1: No, <laughs> to you know to cherish your moments with your sister and to protect your sister always.
0: Max is an interesting character. Like, he's kind of goofy. You know, he's cool, but he's like, he's not. He's definitely not the most popular kid in school. Even in California, probably wasn't.
1: Oh, probably not. I, I feel like now, watching the film, I, I was a little annoyed by him. <laughs> like, ugh, you ninny, why did you light that candle?
0: He was trying to impress a girl, I get it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I...
0: He was macking it with a chick. <laughs> Chicks? Do you know what he says? I think it right before he lights the candle. Oh, God. He says, Oh, come on. It's just a bunch, bunch of, Hocus of Hocus Pocus. And yeah. so he says,
1: The film's title. Duh. That's
0: the movie, Hocus Pocus.
1: <laughs> Gotta throw in a one liner there. Just
0: a bunch of Hocus Pocus. I
1: mean, now that's on everything. Just a bunch of Hocus Pocus. You can get shirts with it on it. You have gifts with, with it.
0: Because um, she says later, She's like, Just a bunch, a bunch of, Hocus of Hocus Pocus.
1: P- I know when she's chasing them down in yeah. the car. And. First of all, if you see her and she's trying to grab you, wouldn't you just roll up the window?
0: It's a Disney movie.
1: But... <laughs> so,
0: look, this is it's a fun movie. It's a silly movie. Definitely more of a kid's movie for sure. Now that we've talked about it some more, I'll kind of ask you again. Why do you think this movie is so popular now and still kind of holds water today?
1: I think that it's still popular today or even more popular today because I think it was just, like, one of those things, just, like, Nightmare Before Christmas or even Harry Potter that, like, people could watch, really enjoy, have fun. You could watch it with the whole family. True. But it just, like, I don't really know how to describe, like, the feeling I get when I watch it. I'm like, oh, this is still fun and I'm 32 years old. It just kind of, like, spans across... I guess I get the, God, how many years has it, it's been 30 years?
0: So yeah, it came out 27 years ago.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's pretty crazy that, like, it's become more popular. But I also think that, like, a lot of the stuff that we watched when we were younger is more popular nowadays.
0: Because Um, we're the generation programming. True. (laughs) You know, movies like... Beddoms and Broomstick comes to mind when I, I think of witch stuff. I love that movie, but that got re-popular when we were younger because that generation was a generation programming, if that makes sense. you know That movie was probably forgotten for years and then re-came back out of the vault, perhaps. At Disney, you used to say everything was going back in the vault.
1: Oh, God, I hated that.
0: But it, I'm glad they put it in the vault because the vault now is Disney+. Oh,
1: I know. I love it, having all the disney movies that you'd have to wait years and years and years for them to re-release but yeah it's uh it's definitely one of those movies where you can go back and watch it over and over again it doesn't even need to be on halloween
0: so while doing my research one of the we've talked about most of the lines that people love but one of them we we didn't mention is when billy says to i guess it's winifred you bucktooth mop riding firefly from hell
1: Oh, they say a lot of things, like, that would probably be mean to say to people, like, oh, you wench. And I'm just, like, laughing to myself because I was like, nobody calls people wenches anymore. Well, no,
0: but I get it. If anyone's going to be a wench, it's going to be a witch who's returning to kill you. <laughs> so any other moments in Hocus Pocus that we didn't talk about? Oh, Oh, another line I wrote down that I really like that happens at the end, too. Uh, the girl says, her and her and her brother are having a moment. Sorry, I know I'm not saying names right. Danny and Max are having their moment at the end. She goes, I love you, jerk face.
1: Oh, yeah. Those <laughs> little silly names that we used to call each other when we were younger.
0: <laughs> jerk face?
1: Oh, I'm pretty sure I called my brother a jerk face.
0: <laughs> so our big, big, not big ending, but like the kind of, I guess, ending is like, Binks, you think he's dead, which is sad because we don't want to see a dead cat. But it's good that like it shows you that it's good that he died because his soul is finally released right. that's why he died and he's able to go to heaven or whatever you believe in he's able to go you know into eternity with his dead sister and his soul is finally you know able to rest easy, which which must be a nice feeling after living as a cat for three hundred years and and that's a little nice moment, but I love when he sees his little sister which i'm glad is his sister and not his girlfriend because i was confused but when he sees his little sister and she's kind of like what are you going up to and he's like i had to wait 300 years for a virgin to light a candle <laughs> why are you saying it like that to your sister and also like you going to point this out again about this kid
1: i know does she really know what a virgin
0: is
1: <laughs> it's just i guess it's just like things people say like to children like that they they know that they're not going to understand it at all but
0: people he's like i was gonna say he's a kid but then again he has lived 300 years so yeah i guess he's, he's not really a kid
1: he's pretty old
0: <laughs> um
1: i think when i was younger i was like half expecting that banks was gonna go home with them and me being an animal lover like would never want to see an animal dead but it's kind of like i don't know how to say this like kind of gross how they put banks they like they must have deflated the cat And I'm like, ugh.
0: Hey, but it lived again in Sabrina the Teenage Bitch as Salem, the wise, cracking cat.
1: Morning, Salem.
0: Maybe for you, I'm having a bad fur day.
1: Poor kitty, what's
0: wrong? Couldn't sleep last night. I tried reading the most boring thing I could find, but not even your diary could do the trick. How'd you read my diary? It's locked. I picked it with my dewclaw.
1: He got his, like, tenth life, I guess.
0: Um, I think... If, if they made this remade this movie today, which they're not going to, but if they remade this movie today, I think the cat lives just as a cat, and Binks' spirit escapes, escapes it. Escapes it. Yeah. So
1: I I would appreciate that. <laughs>
0: and we get we get credit scene first of all. The party ends when the witches die. Oh, it's, that and was they're funny. like, whoa, what
1: is it? They <laughs> said Salem people party hardy uh, party harder than L.A. people.
0: Yeah, <laughs> which was funny. I thought that was funny. And then we get, I put a spell on you It's like the credit scene.
1: Yeah. I mean, you got to throw that in there again.
0: Apparently. So, just want to mention quickly before we get into our weekly awards, which again, you know nothing about from never listening to High School Slumber Party. Uh, <laughs> Hocus Pocus 2 was just un- confirmed. It'll be a Disney Plus movie, and the three witches are returning. But aren't they dead? Look, you can talk to my friends and Too Fast Too Forever. Whether characters actually die or not. Who knows?
1: My hope would be that it's not necessarily like an afterwards of what had happened during this It's a film, prequel? I don't think so. But it's a prequel. I would love that. And they're like talking about them in like Salem in the 1600s.
0: I don't think they actually died to be honest with you. I think they just, I think if you light the candle again, they'll come back.
1: The candle was like melted at the end.
0: Maybe there's another candle. I don't know. You always got to build for a sequel, but it'll be on Disney+. Plus. Kenny Ortega's not directing, but Bette Miller confirmed that The Witches will be back, and they're very excited. So hopefully by next Halloween we get that.
1: Hopefully they release it for Halloween.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I think they will this time. I'm pretty sure that they're more aware of what to do now. But yeah, I found that interesting. I'm looking forward to it. Again, this is not a movie I have nostalgia for. I'm not going to say it's my favorite movie or anything like that. But I'm glad I didn't hate it, because I didn't want to have that kind of conversation here. Where I'm like, oh, this movie's the worst, or whatever. It was actually a pleasant surprise. Okay, so every week we give out some awards for the films we watched. The first award we give out is the Wooderson Award. You've seen Dazed and Confused, correct? Yes. So Wooderson is Matthew McConaughey's character. All right, all right,
1: all right.
0: Yes, and originally in the film, he was only supposed to have that little scene. But uh, director Richard Linklater liked him so much that he added more scenes with him because he was just awesome. And the rest is history. Matthew McConaughey wins an Academy Award X-Money years later. And it kind of comes from that. So we call it the Wooderson Award because it's a character who you would have liked to see more of in the film. So was there someone that it really didn't focus on that were like, oh, that person was interesting. I'd like more scenes with them. Billy. Billy. Really?
1: I love Billy. What
0: do you want with Billy? I feel he, like he's in it a lot. Like,
1: he is. I, I guess he's in it appropriately. But maybe, but
0: maybe he could talk earlier. Maybe he could be an ally earlier and be in more scenes like that.
1: Yeah, but then again, if he was an ally earlier, they might have had a shorter movie, and it was already short to No,
0: no, but you can make him like that. The, he cuts his. Like, it would be part so earlier. cool
1: that if he like was. A, able to escape more outside of the cemetery because he never really escaped from outside the crypt like he sneaks a little peek in the um manhole man yeah but he he never necessarily really leaves so i like that like
0: maybe billy could go to the dance. oh he does go to the dance oh does he yeah
1: oh my god i'm forgetting
0: yeah so he does go to the dance but It'd be more fun, I think, if he was talking at the dance. He was more of an ally at the dance.
1: Yeah, like joshing around with the parents. Yeah, like
0: more comic relief at that. I I could see that. You've convinced me. The next award we call the Long Duck Dong Award. I'm sure you've seen 16 Candles. Yes. Long Duck Dong is the inappropriate Asian character who was (sighs) depicted very wrongly, and probably the film would be better without that character. It doesn't have to be because of insensitivity, but is there a character you would have deleted from the film?
1: No, I think all the characters were appropriate for the film. I mean, there wasn't really a character where you were like, "Why is this person in it?"
0: <laughs> yeah, there really wasn't. I, I got to be honest with you. There really, I was trying to think. Everyone's in it for like a good amount of time. I, I don't have any complaints when it comes to that. It's such a short movie.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, it didn't feel like it, like an excessive character.
1: I mean, the only one who could like potentially be it is like the friend who wakes up or is with Thackeray when he wakes up to find that his sister's missing. And he's like, go tell the parents. Yeah, he's in it but for like, so little. he's yeah. in it for like two seconds yeah. that it's just like, whatever.
0: I was thinking like maybe those two bully guys, but they're fun enough. and They're hysterical. I, I thought it was a little bit of a controversial point that they're in those cages. And he-
1: I know. Maybe that's going to be a part of Hocus Pocus too that they're still in there and they're like our age now. <laughs>
0: and Max could have saved them.
1: I don't think he wanted to. I think he, and just he didn't. His, he just wanted his sneakers.
0: But do you ever see kids' movies today, Disney movies today, where they don't save everyone they can? They leave people to die, even if they're mean to you. Usually, today in a movie, you'd be like, they'd be like, "Oh, all right," and like let them out and be like, "You're lucky I let you out." I just not like just, when just die
1: when they're when they go back to the house and they're in the cages and Ernie's literally just saying, "Row, row, row your boat." <laughs> Because they're just trying to pass away time. I'm sure that somebody will notice that they're in the house. They must. I'm check sure,
0: in the but house. like they come up and be like, dude, <laughs> I know we were assholes to you, but like you were gonna leave us to die.
1: <laughs> hey, maybe it's an LA move.
0: <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know. The next award. I don't know if it's applicable, but maybe you saw someone in this who I didn't see since you've seen it so many more times than I have. Cameron Fry Award. Now I love Cameron Fry. I love Ferris Bueller's Day Off, but Alan Ruck was 29. When he shot Ferris Bueller's Day Off and he played Cameron, which he was supposed to be a high schooler. That's pretty old for a high schooler. Did anyone in this seem like they were too old to be a high schooler? And I have this award because I'm sure you've seen plenty of movies or shows where they have a high school and he looks like he's 30.
1: Yeah, I mean, Ernie was pretty... he looked pretty old.
0: Is that ice? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. It wasn't terrible, but I think that's fair. Yeah. I'm curious how old he was because, like, the girl was 17. Most of the actors were pretty young. They kind of casted, well, when it comes to that, I didn't look up Ice's age, but if I had to pick one, it would probably be him. The other one I would have picked would be the guy who says, like, fat chance.
1: He looks like more college.
0: Yeah, he looks like a college guy.
1: But then again, like, I mean, when I look at high schoolers nowadays and I am like, oh my god, I look so old compared to them. Oh, they look look like little kids. yeah, Yeah, I know. And I'm just like, oh my goodness, are you sure that you're in high school? But I guess, like, when i first saw the movie whenever it was i was like wow they're so cool they're in high school and they they must have looked appropriately (laughs) aged to me yeah you
0: never say that okay so rotten tomatoes very interesting here uh the critics terrible when it comes to critics of this movie 37 percent of critics like this movie so most of the critics hated this movie
1: i always feel that rotten tomatoes like always hates the movies that I like.
0: Well we don't go by Rotten Tomatoes, don't worry, but we just talk about it a little bit. The audience though, seventy one percent, so most people who watched it who are audience members like this movie. And a lot of people have rated this movie.
1: Only seventy one percent?
0: That's that's pretty good considering it's thirty thirty-seven percent by the critics. But regardless, even though that's a big swing, like I said, we don't care about that. On High School Slumber Party, we grade things in a
1: plus. A row. I already know you're going to ask me. <laughs> okay, wait. Although I don't listen to it, I have to listen to you talk about it.
0: <laughs> you listen to one end of it in the apartment. Yes. So, okay, well, I have to say it though, for protocol, <laughs> we grade things here in High School Slumber Party, and we report card grade A plus to F. So you're giving it an A plus.
1: Yes, because I love it.
0: <laughs> a flawless movie.
1: All right. No, A-plus is fine. A-plus is good.
0: <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's an enjoyment. <laughs> I'm going to surprisingly give this a B-plus. I enjoyed it. I had a good time. Is it an A movie? No, but I get why. I think if I had the nostalgia for it, I think if I watched a lot as a kid, I would give it an A. But I think B-plus is high for someone who's just watching it now. I guarantee there's going to be people who watch this for the first time and be like, really? This is what all the fuss is about? But honestly, I had a good time watching it. It was fun. It was short. And the sisters are so great. They have such great chemistry. They're having such fun that, and they lead the movie really. So even though it's about the kids and I like that, the sisters are so great. So B plus for me, A plus for you. Okay. So back when you were a child, remember when you had sleeping bags that had like graphics on them or logos or designs? Lisa Frank stuff, or Limited 2, who knows? Oh, I
1: loved Limited 2. We were talking about that at work the other day, and I, for the life of me, could not remember the name of that store. Limited
0: 2, wow. Well.
1: And I'm texting my stepmom, because she would buy me a lot of stuff from that store, and I'm like, can you remember that store name? And she was like, no, I don't. And then we're talking about it, and like the doctor's like, oh my god, I love that store!
0: <laughs> that was like the only tween store at the mall, so I get why it got so popular. But... If you're going to the slumber party, the high school slumber party, and you have a Hocus Pocus theme sleeping bag, what does it look like?
1: Hmm. I think it would probably be, remember that shirt that I got from Walmart? And it says- Yes, but people just, don't know that. I, I know, I'm going to explain it. Okay. And it-, it it's a gray shirt and it literally has, um, it's all just a bunch of hocus pocus. And then it just has the hair outlines of each sister.
0: It's funny because like Mary's hair looks like a witch's hat.
1: Yeah, I, it was probably on purpose. Yeah,
0: Yes, I'm sure it's on purpose.
1: So I think it would be that. And I think I would still go with the gray because I do like gray as a color. Um, hmm. It's very plain, but like I, I feel like I like that style now.
0: I'm trying to think of what I would go with
1: cuz like you don't want to say like oh i i would just do the movie cover cuz like
0: it is iconic but it's i get iconic, it i get but, it
1: like why <laughs> you could also do like instead of like the three broomsticks you could do the broom the mop and the um
0: yeah that's cool but i was thinking of like the gary marshall devil <laughs> <laughs> <He's gonna> be...
1: <laughs> and his medusa wife <laughs>
0: who knows or you could do
1: the the dog ralph
0: ralph <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot here, but a lot of it's so obvious with magic, and you know, there's no wands in this movie, right?
1: No, they just use their hands.
0: No Harry Potter wand lore here. No. <laughs> oh god, I want to have a good sleeping bag for this one. How about you know what? I know I said I hated it, but for I want to do something different. That's not Halloween, but still Hocus Pocus. I'm gonna have a tie dye sleeping bag. Wow, that's gonna say Yabos on it.
1: Oh, wait, I should have just picked his bedspread.
0: Oh, you liked his bedspread. I did. We could bring that blanket to the party, too. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, my favorite question every week. If you and I are at this magical blockbuster that has every movie that has ever existed in in history, and we know we're renting Hocus Pocus, but we get to the front, and we see a sign. And the sign says, rent two movies, get one free for the weekend. And I say, Nicole, uh, I'll stay at the register. Go to the back. Pick two other movies that we're gonna watch with Hocus Pocus. What are those two other movies?
1: So does it have to be like in the theme of Hocus Pocus, or just like no? But
0: it should be. If we if we were going to watch Hocus Pocus, you're probably not gonna be in the mood for The Bodyguard right after, or okay, or Armageddon right after. You know what Um, I mean? I don't know why I picked those movies, but you know what I mean. Like if you're having a Hocus Pocus slumber party with your friends, what other two movies would you want to watch?
1: I would probably pick Coraline.
0: Is that well, I guess it's like Halloweenish. It's Halloweenish. Right? I'm surprised you didn't pick Nightmare.
1: Well, I was going to pick either Nightmare or Frankenweenie. You
0: know, I I like Frankenweenie.
1: I love Frankenweenie. That's such a good sh- uh movie. Um, so I feel like since we already have a really big blockbuster hit, I'll skip Nightmare and so, I'll pick Frankenweenie. So
0: Coraline and Frankenweenie. All yes. right, I'm down for it. I'm down for it. All right, so anything else you want to mention in in regards to Halloween, Hocus Pocus, life?
1: Thank you so much for this obligatory podcast. Well, you
0: got your one. Well, maybe Hocus Pocus 2. Oh, yeah. If that comes out. But (laughs) (laughs) Hocus Pocus is done (laughs) on High School Slumber Party. We've done it, and you you got to make your debut on High School Slumber Party, and you can't complain about not being on High School Slumber Party.
1: I know. I know how painful this was for you.
0: I feel like you ever watch, like, I Love Lucy. She's always like to Ricky Ricardo, like, oh, I want to be in the show. But then you also never listen to the show. And that's why I said you're going to be on the show. <laughs> it's fair. It's fair. True.
1: You should also preface that I'm not a very big podcast listener in general.
0: I know you don't listen to podcasts, but even if you love TV, you love movies. If I had a TV show, if I had movies, you wouldn't watch that either. You wouldn't listen, you know. And I get it. It's fine. We live together and you hear me all the time. So I don't I feel like I
1: do. I mean, I obviously don't listen to your guests, but I hear everything that you say.
0: (laughs) Yes, you hear one side of it. That's for (laughs) sure. I mean, when the guest has been here in the past, you've listened to them too. But yes, and you were at the live show, so that counts as well. I know.
1: I support you in in other ways.
0: <laughs> so, uh, do you want people to follow you, find you on social media?
1: Well, like I said on Kyle's podcast, no, I'm okay. Thank you.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thanks so much. For, I guess for being on the Focus Focus episode, <laughs> and Happy Halloween. Big thank you, of course, to my wife, Nicole, for being on this Hocus Pocus episode. It was a pleasure. It was a privilege to have her on. Will she be on again? I don't know. That might have been the most stressful episode I've ever recorded. But it was a blast to do and a pleasant surprise in a film. I was afraid, like I said, I was going to hate it. But I actually really enjoyed it. So Hocus Pocus, awesome. And she mentioned she is not a podcast listener. But don't do what she does. Listen to podcasts. Listen to all the great podcast that we have at cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me, the home of so many great pop culture podcasts and more. And I just did not want to forget this. I kind of teased it at the beginning with the Monster Mash thing, and I've talked about it in previous weeks. But the guest last Monday, Dan Colon, and the guy who's been the guest so many times here, Mike Manzi, they have a podcast that dropped today the monsters that made us they're going to be talking the universal monster films check that out i haven't listened yet but i'm going to as soon as i post this episode i'm really excited about it let me know what you think and let them know what they think on social media instagram facebook twitter let us all know what you think about this episode on hocus pocus the monsters that made us and like i said have a really really safe Halloween. I want you to have fun this weekend. I want you to eat your candy, and I want you to have a good time. Eat some pumpkin pie. Carve some jack-o'-lanterns. Do whatever it is you do, but safely. And yeah, I mean, I guess that's... Oh, wait a second. Wait a second. You have some homework for next week. You have some homework for next week. Halloween might be the second scariest day of the year. Sometimes it's the scariest, but... I think this year it's going to be the second scariest day of the year. And here's why. Ah, In honor, you know, of the election, and I sincerely mean that because you should all go out and vote if you're in the United States. And if you're not, do whatever it is you do in your country, you know, bow to your king or whatever. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) But in honor of Election Day, we are doing... A great high school film, I think. A little bit controversial these days, but a great high school film nonetheless. And that is Election. If you're one of the millions of Americans who still believes that honesty, integrity, and fidelity are the cornerstones of our democracy, we suggest you wait for another preview before getting your popcorn. In the nation's capital a new leader has found a place in the halls of power. But her story began in the halls of high school. We'll move on now to the presidential race with three candidates running. The first is Tracy Flick. One thing that's important to know about me is that I'm an only child. My mom is really devoted to me. She likes to write letters to successful women like Elizabeth Dole and Connie Chung and ask them what advice do they have for me, Tracy, her daughter. The next candidate for student body president is Paul Metzler. I just don't think somebody would do something like that on purpose i think you did it and if you want to keep questioning me like this i won't continue without my attorney present i do not often speak with you and ask for things but now i really must insist that you help me win the election tomorrow because i deserve it and paul metzler doesn't as you well know the final candidate sophomore tammy metzler
1: i'm attracted to the person it's just that all the people i've ever been attracted to happen to be girls you should stop her she's not qualified
0: we can't both run can we i mean we're brother and sister can we? Tracy and I are totally in love. In love? Yeah. So is this a moral situation or an ethical situation? When I win the presidency, that means you and I are going to be spending a lot of time together. <laughs> Cast your vote for Tracy Flick next week. You won't just be voting for me. It's dark. You'll be voting for yourself. Who knew how high she would climb in life? I had to stop her. Excuse me! Will you please be quiet? Now. Paramount Pictures presents an MTV Films production. Order! Order! Starring Matthew Broderick, oh. Reese Witherspoon. Hey, what happened to
1: your eye? What happened to your eye?
0: Are you okay, Ms. McAllister? I'm fine. On the road to greatness. Never underestimate an overachiever. Looks like you could use a cupcake. Election. Cast your vote. But don't vote at all! In that trailer, it said, don't vote at all. I do not endorse that message. My official stance will be, please, please, please vote on Tuesday. And on Monday, please, please, please listen to our episode on election with two high school friends of mine, but they've also been guests on this podcast, pros at this point, Danny Kim, and the foodie films man himself, Kyle Reinfried, will be here to chat election. And I'm my harshest critic. So as I was listening to that back and listening to that trailer, I realized I made some mistakes. First of all, I think I just said uh, to let Dan Cologne and Mike Manzi know how they feel about the episode, which, unless you're a psychic, you can't do that. But that's mistake number one. I'm going to nitpick this Hocus Pocus episode really quickly because I do have some corrections and I won't sleep at night if I don't say what they are. First, J-Lo plays an Italian in The Wedding Planner, not Made in Manhattan. So shame on me for saying that. Two, this is the good daylight savings, and I should know that because the bad daylight savings was when we actually recorded our live 100th episode, and I brought it up on that episode, so shame on me twice. Um, I think that's it. There might be some other mistakes. If you want to point them out, again, feel free, social media, or email us at highsockslumberparty at gmail.com. That's HighSchoolSlumberParty at gmail.com. I hope you really enjoyed Nicole on this podcast. Maybe not too much. I don't want to have a Miss Maisel situation here, but <laughs> I'm just joking. I hope you uh, enjoyed yourself. I hope she enjoyed herself. I know I enjoyed myself. It was nerve-wracking, but it was great to talk hocus-pocus with her. A nice, a nice little thing that we could do together. A nice little bonding moment that you all got to share in. I hope it wasn't too corny. Have a happy Halloween, guys. And remember, life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop to look around once in a while, you could miss it. What other song could I leave you with? How about I Put a Spell on You? Of course, Bette Midler, Hocus Pocus. Later, dudes. guys?